Hey, it's Mastin, and this episode of the Mastin Kit Podcast is brought to you by our brand new event experience, Return on Impact Live. ROI Live is a brand new event experience that's the fastest path to create financial freedom with your degree, certification, education, or passion, and we are bringing ROI Live to Los Angeles, California this March 28th to 31. Our last business event sold out, so now is the time to grab your ticket to this awesome event in Los Angeles, March 28th to 31. Come on over to mastinkip.com slash ROI live. Mastinkip.com slash ROI live to grab your tickets before we sell out. In this training, in this four-day event, it's going to be awesome. We're going to discover how your attachment patterns and your emotional trauma is blocking you from starting or growing your private practice or your business and how to overcome them. And then we're going to map out all the next steps to create an offer to serve your tribe like only you can. There's nothing more powerful than being in a room of like-minded people who want to change the world and encourage you to do that. So come on, join us in Los Angeles, March 28th to 31 for Return on Impact Live. Come on over to mastinkip.com slash ROI live. Now enjoy the Mastinkip podcast. Now the truth is, even if you're a beginner at something, like let's just say you made that first step like in the 12-step process, okay? You've done more work than most of the world, just on one step. Okay, if you're on the second step, like I'm, I, I don't know what the data is, but I would imagine like every step there's like a 50% drop off, <laughs> right? If you like the 12th step, like you're just like, ain't no one really there, right? And then staying there is a hard part too. Who follows? Does this make sense? And when you're, in the, when you're in the 12-step program, once you've taken the first step, what can you do? You can take the second step with a sponsor, or with help, and you can help someone take the first step. So you can help as soon as you're ready, not because there's more certifications, okay? Who follows? Does this make sense? So you got a lot more clients than you realize, all right? Now, the only difference between practitioners who are crushing it and ones who are stuck are, is what, guys? Say it out loud like you're excited about it, though. What is the difference? That's right, okay, which is what we talked about a little bit last time, a lot more this time, because this is all about how to be an entrepreneur. Okay, today is like, here's all the shit that entrepreneurs do to build a business and a practice, okay? And so these are the skill sets that we need, student, practitioner, and entrepreneurial. And typically, it's the first two that people love, and the third one is like, eh, because this reenacts all of our family of origin stuff. Because most people have the first two as coping. Does that make sense? Right? Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Just want to make sure, okay? So most people on average in this group here and in this uh, master class are about 24.5% less effective as an entrepreneur. And I gave you some context around these. You guys remember these? How valuable is that to give it context? Right? It costs somebody the presidency. All right? That's how, that's how big of a gap it is. All right? Now, the number one block that blocks uh, practitioners to master their skill set is what? As an entrepreneur. Remember? It's all last workshop. Trauma! That's going to be the answer for everything from now on, right? What do you want for dinner? Some trauma! Right? <laughs> Right? What type of trauma, though? Attachment trauma and manifested as what? A+. plus. So who here feels like you've had A+, plus up until now? Let me see if I show hands. And who here feels like it's still a valuable skill set in a certain context, if you want to learn? But what about building a business? Different context, okay? So now, the worst symptoms of A-plus syndrome are pessimism and isolation, chronically forever, okay? In psychology, they call that learned helplessness, right? Where something is personal, permanent, and pervasive forever, Right? And so what we have to do is 
be optimistic and what? Connected. Oh, my. Right? That's the last thing people want, right? Because it's like, no, Mastin, I'm introverted. No, you're an avoidant. Right? Mo- I don't believe an introvert as like a personality type that never changes. Introvert is a coping strategy. And the thing is, you get an introvert drunk, magically they're the ones dancing on stage. Like, hey, girl, look at me. Right? And then tomorrow it's like, well, I'm an introvert, but I was drunk. Right? Versus, wait a minute, all of your inhibitions were gone. Right? So introvert, extrovert, I think people have range. But isolation is a response, and it's actually not just a response. You ever go to the doctor and they test your knee? What's that called? When they, it's a reflex, right? So you can't even control that sometimes. Did you know that isolation is a reflex? Anyone ever pass out when they see blood? Anybody ever do that? You're like, blood, <laughs> right? It's not like you consciously choose that, right? That's called vasovagal syncope. The vagus nerve will literally shut you down as a reflex in the presence of the right kind of threat. Now, notice this for a second. When you're in a fight-or-flight response, quote, anxiety, there's a part of you that knows, I can probably maybe get free from this thing, right? If I have a flight-or-flight response, I'm going to do what? I'm going to either fight or what? Run, okay? Now, in the presence of a life threat that's imminent that you can't escape, what does the body do? It shuts down. Why? Because over millions of years, the mammalian nervous system has learned it's not comfortable to be conscious while eaten. And that's why we shut down. So when we look at things like depression and isolation, sure, there's a chemical imbalance, but also realize that depression is a survival response. Think about that for a second. Withdrawal is a survival response, okay? So are there chemical imbalances? Yes. Are there DSM correlates? Yes. And we have to consider that as a mammal, our automatic response without thinking or intervention is to do what? Isolate. Because think about this, guys. If I'm going to step into my entrepreneurial skill set, which is perceived by my nervous system as reliving all that past trauma that I don't want to relive, that's inescapable, and I'm pessimistic and isolated, do you think I'm going to do that? Think I'm going to, yay, I'm so optimistic. What will you do? Not come to the next workshop? (laughs) Avoid all day long. So avoidance is an automatic survival response, which you can have compassion for yourself over because it's not your conscious choice, but it is your conscious choice to intervene. And that's why asking for help is so powerful. Who follows? This makes sense? You guys with me so far? I'm talking fast, but I'm recapping. Okay. Now there is a cure for A plus, which are these four things. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, last time on healing the blocks. Today, we're going to kind of talk about how these other three fit in about constant agile risk taking. That's not just like randomly doing shit. There's a process that I want to share with you today about how to do that and what that skill set looks like and why support's so valuable because you'll see it here in a second, okay? And then Reed Hoffman, do you guys remember this quote? All right, who here is ready to launch some embarrassing shit? Who wants to do it? Let's see if I show hands. All right, look at, keep your hands up if your hands are up. Now look around. Everyone who doesn't have their hands up, they are fucked. <laughs> All right, so that's the goal, okay? Now, the key to building that skill set is to understand your attachment. Who follows? Right? And so if I've been anxious, what does that mean? What does it mean? It means that that's some shit I'm used to. Right? And what's another code word for anxiety? Energy. Fear, yes. But energy. Look how anxious I am. Oh, my God. What if it was general energy disorder? (laughs) Or even better, generalized energetic response. Right? Oh, my God. Right? Could you imagine? 
Like, you don't need a fucking you know, SSRI. You need a fucking gym membership. <laughs> Who follows? Does this make sense? You got to fucking use that shit. If you don't use your anxiety, it will just perpetuate itself. Okay? So, Bowlby reminds us that we do as we have been done by, which means we only do what we know. Okay? So, the stuff I'm going to talk about today, if you haven't entered the entrepreneurial world yet, you're going to think this shit's like alien science because you can't necessarily have a somatic understanding of it because you've never been there before. So my job as your coach and mentor is to help you create possibility. Because the thing is, guys, like we don't necessarily have rich clients in terms of like who comes to us, but we create rich clients. Who follows? So rich clients don't come to us, but they leave that way because they build these skill sets. And it's all about how safe you feel receiving and adding value and all the things we've been talking about. So this is the, pa- the process. Just for curiosity, who identifies more as anxious? Let me see if I show hands. Who's more avoidant? Hands are not going up on that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> the true avoidants are like, oh, fuck this shit. Am I raising my hand? Right? Who's like disorganized? Like, man, I'm fucking all over the place. Let me see if I show hands, right? And is there anyone, honestly, who feels like you have a secure attachment to your business? If you do, it's incredible. So we have a little bit-ish, a little bit-ish. But if it's, not, if it's not like yes, then look around, not one person. By the way, include, my hand didn't go up. Okay, because I'm like, oh, all the time. I kind of like this feeling in business, right? That's an important thing because that anxiety is good. Now, secure attachment, here's the interesting thing. When you're secure, you can actually notice all the rest of these things and let them flow, flow through you. So it's not like you get there and stay there because you pop in and out, right? That's the name of the game. But you want to make sure that you can get here faster. That's what affect regulation is all about and forming teams and all that stuff, all right? Hey, it's Mastin, and this episode of the Mastin Kit Podcast is brought to you by our brand new event experience, Return on Impact Live. ROI Live is a brand new event experience that's the fastest path to create financial freedom with your degree, certification, education, or passion, and we are bringing ROI Live to Los Angeles, California this March 28th to 31. Our last business event sold out, so now is the time to grab your ticket to this awesome event in Los Angeles, March 28th to 31. Come on over to mastinkip.com slash ROI live. Mastinkip.com slash ROI live to grab your tickets before we sell out. In this training, in this four-day event, it's going to be awesome. We're going to discover how your attachment patterns and your emotional trauma is blocking you from starting or growing your private practice or your business and how to overcome them. And then we're going to map out all the next steps to create an offer to serve your tribe like only you can. There's nothing more powerful than being in a room of like-minded people who want to change the world and encourage you to do that. So come on, join us in Los Angeles, March 28th to 31 for Return on Impact Live. Come on over to mastinkit.com slash ROI Live. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, 
just make it honest, but my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world, and I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, we'd very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we'd very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.